a lot of times at the moment I'm recording a podcast, it's to share something recently revealed that has sparked my interest and made me feel like um, proud in a sense, clever. But then if I were to go back and listen to something I recorded, say, a year ago, when I listen to it, some of the content's good, but then I also see the foolishness in a lot of my ways. So it's interesting to think about the future me, maybe a few months from now, maybe a full year from now, maybe 10 years from now, listening to this podcast and what I'll think of it. But as of right now, this is kind of my current cleverness, right? I think I'm starting to finally put the pieces together and understand the waters I'm swimming in. So when I was younger, I was sold Christianity. Um, How can I summarize this? It's been so long ago. You want to... um, you're born into this world stained, not perfect, not pleasing to the side of the God. So what you have to do is you have to be renewed, and you have to be transformed, and you have to exercise faith. And there are just a laundry list of rules that if you abide by, in exchange, you'll receive the glory of God. And you'll receive a ticket to heaven in the afterlife. Um, and you'll be able to bring the kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. But, side note, there's never any detail of what any of that means. That's just all vague. Well, it's like, well, don't you want to, don't you want to bring heaven to earth? Like, who would say no to that? But what is heaven? What does that even mean? So it's an abstract idea. Um, but anyways, so, you know, you start living your life in a very order, structured way. And you start watching everything you do. You make sure you don't curse. You make sure you don't lie. Not even in the slightest, because the eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching. It's the eye. Um, is that how it goes? The eyes of the Lord are um, are present in every place, watching what you do. Something like that. So even in the slightest, you can't lie, because then that would be displeasing to God. That would be sin. That would be missing the mark, right? Because the mark is doing what's pleasing to God. So, as a kid being raised into that, I made all of my effort to try to please the approval uh, or try to obtain the approval of my parents. And the only way I thought I could get that was through obeying God and reading the Bible and disciplining myself in the Christian way and doing all of those, uh, practicing those procedures and practicing those, uh, the religious side and aspect of life with discipline and with sincerity, and I did. I absolutely did that. Um, But long story short, it didn't get me anywhere. It didn't get me where I truly wanted. However, so you you, you have my, my entire first half of my life until I was about 24, 25-ish. I was going after these concepts, and I tried to retain them through high school and middle school, but it was just so difficult. But what I was told was, see, that's the counterculture, that's secularism, that's the devil. He's trying to distract you from the true ways. So you have to earn God's grace, and it's going to be difficult. You're going to struggle. So I thought, maybe I'm just not trying hard enough. Maybe I'm just not believing enough. I'm not fervent enough in my faith. See, and people get caught in that paradox. Um, because maybe 
that just isn't the right philosophy to take um, with life. Maybe that's not the right way to go through life. So, the first, let's just say it like this. The first half of my life, I tried to obtain whatever I wanted, whatever it was unspoken. And we all have this desire. Uh, we have something we want out of life, but we can't ever quite articulate what it is. Because most of what we want or what we think we want, what we've conceived to want, is just a, a glimpse. It's just a thought. It's like bringing heaven to earth. But you never really have the capability in the present moment to put it into a precise term. So people may think marriage will bring them happiness. And then they end up 10 years later hating their spouse and getting divorced and wrecking their life and having to start over. Or they may think that a certain career will bring them happiness or fulfillment because of the status and of the money. And then they end up having stomach ulcers because they're stressed all the time at work. So these are, these, are, these are things that we found through various studies, through medical, through psychosis, psychiatry, psychology, um, just um, a, a, a overall top-to-bottom research, medical research and re- uh, recording of the, the human body and how it responds so to, to, you know, to the external world, in this case, American capitalism and culture and society. So... We, we don't always, we think we know what we want, but we, there's no way we can actually know because we're not in the future. So I was striving for what I wanted, and I'd used Christianity to get there, and I found a, a basically a dead end, or you could say um, uh, uh, the, the Christianity was the leg braces, and I was like Forrest Gump, and I outran them. Eventually, I didn't need them anymore. So I kind of, Christianity, the going sincerely for it led me out of it. So when I really practiced what Christ Jesus was saying, I, I ended up realizing that I didn't need Christianity, which was what he was saying. He was like, you're gods. I'm God. You're God. You're going to do greater things than I did. So anyways, and I found that the Bible pointed kind of away from itself. So it was like the, the greatest intuition is your connection to the Spirit, which is through the Holy Spirit, and that gets you connected to God, which gives you all the answers. But in this case, what I found is that God is not necessarily a, an image. It's not a man. It's not a this. It's not a that. It's a reserve for those moments in life that I've yet to comprehend. So I consider the, the universe or, or, or something phenomenal as like an act of God, uh, or we would call like a hurricane. I was like an act of God, an act of nature. So in that, in that case, I mean, I, I, I still um, I think that's a, a healthy use of the term. I don't think it's healthy if you ever try to cling to it and then um, tell yourself what that God is precisely. So it's this guy um, who created the universe. He's got a son. He uh, wrote Ten Commandments. I mean, when you start getting that close, it's like you really miss the phenomenal elements of life that um, are still God because they don't measure up to what you've uh, doled down your view of God as, if that makes sense. So the first half of my life I tried to obtain by structure, and I became so disgusted that I felt betrayed. Um, I felt led astray. I felt like adults who knew better or should have known better told me to put all my eggs in one basket to come to find out in my own intellect and reasoning that that was not a basket worth anything. It wasn't worth – it didn't bring me satisfaction. It, It didn't bring me fulfillment. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to be guilted anymore to say that I'm not going hard enough or I don't have enough faith or I should wait a little bit longer. I just realized. 
it didn't make sense. It didn't add up. So I swung the pendulum, and I'm just now realizing that I did this. It's it's difficult to live life and comprehend it because you comprehend it backwards, but you have to live it forwards. So I went to the chaos world, and I really got in touch with my creative side. Basically everything anti-God, in a sense, anti-structure, that is to say, anti-do this and manifest this, or if you uh, are, are, are... uh, work for 40 years to get a promotion, to get a 401k, and then retire. All of those structured philosophies, I just said, fuck it. Um, because I realized they came with a lot of baggage that I wasn't worth carrying, that I didn't think I was worth carrying. But all, all that I did on that side is I did the same exact thing that I was doing for order with chaos. So I was still, I found myself still trying to obtain the same fulfillment, this time using chaos. So what really changed? Uh, only the drug of choice, in other words. So yeah, there was a lot of greatness learned in the bottom of the, all the way to the bottom of the tank of chaos, and a lot of great things learned about myself all the way to the bottom of the tank of order, like two separate worlds. But what I realized is that, you know, so I quit my job, and I've tried to own my own company, and uh, I, I've gone through my rebellious stage. I've lived out of my car. Um, I've kind of for uh, I, I um, utilized a, a kind of an alter ego for my creativeness. Started writing more music. I started really just expressing what made sense to me based on what I think, instead of trying my best to play the character of the world and society right, so that other people would look upon me with favor. But no matter what, they were both efforts in vain because I was trying to become something. And I think this is where I tie it together, is that as long as you're trying to become, then you're stuck in the paradox. It doesn't matter what angle you're trying to obtain it. You could try to obtain it, obtain it through organization and go to school and go to college and end up with debt and uh, uh, in a job market that is uh, more competitive now than uh, for college-educated people than it possibly has ever been. I don't know the statistics, but... I just know when I talk to friends or you just turn on CNN or Fox News or just YouTube comments, talk to people at work, you realize a lot of people um, have been sold that school is the ticket to their paradise. Um, But the amount of people that have gone to school and are struggling and suffering and not fulfilled uh, doesn't show me that that was the case. So that's just kind of a, a, a rough example. But what I'm getting at is, all you're doing, though, is if, if, you're, if you're putting all your faith, it's one thing to go to school uh, because you enjoy it or because you have the leisure to do it and you, you're not taking it as so seriously, but you're taking it serious enough. Uh, and then it positions you to go to that same stage in life, but at, at the next level. So now you're at a job and you're like, you know, you take it as serious as you need to be. You're respectful. But, you know, if you lose it, you're not going to die. You're not going to lose your identity because it's not wrapped up in it. But it's another thing to to, to, to um, trust the bait that if you go to school, then you're automatically going to get a good job. Or if um, if you save all of your money and you retire when you're 60, that's what, then you're finally going to obtain satisfaction. Uh, all, of the, all of these long-term games people play that uh, because, you know, as millennials or Gen Z, if you're, if you're part of one of the two, we can see in our parents and their parents that, that they're not, I don't see the satisfaction. Uh, it doesn't sell me that that was a worthwhile alternative. 
whereas I'm 29 now, and I've been on top of four 14,000-foot mountains. Um, I've been to the edge of, of Western America and stood over uh, a, a mountain looking off the cliffs of Oregon and saw the Pacific Ocean, come, uh, you know, waves come across the shore and feel the nature. Um, Lewis and Clark Trail, uh, Lewis and Clark, one of them, I can't remember, I think it was William Clark, he said, at a place that I had stood in my life, he said, this is the grandest of things that my eyes have ever surveyed. And I felt like that. And I've been up to the Grand Tetons. Um, before COVID, I had a lot more plans, but I still plan on doing a lot more. But I'm doing that at 29. And that's what my parents told me, that I'd have to, you know, work hard now and do that when you're 60. I just don't believe that. So what I'm getting at, though, is no matter what, you're trying to obtain something either through chaos or order, either through drugs or coffee. So it's either through alcohol or it's through coffee. It's either through going to work or it's getting out of the game and trying your own thing. But all of that is still, you're attempting, you're still putting in effort to get what you think that you want. And this is where Alan Watts has been incredibly helpful for me because what he would say is that you're, you, you, you are already there. You don't have to obtain anything. You just have to rest like water and move with the flow, sail with the wind. And that's difficult. And that's the same thing Jesus said. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got its own worry. He's like, look at the birds of the air. Haven't they been fed? If they've been fed, don't you think our heavenly father will do the same to you? And that's not a, a, a practice of Christianity because Christianity has, has been so infused with Western society. That's not really Christianity anymore. It's just, it's American Christianity. It's, um, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a more, um, acceptable drug to try to get what you want, you know, go out and work out and that'll bring you happiness. It's a bunch of people telling each other and themselves that if they do this, then they'll get that instead of just being and flowing with what is and then sticking with sticking with the groove that that truly brings their satisfaction instead of saying well i'll be satisfied tomorrow i just didn't try hard enough today but they never know that they'll be satisfied at the end of their experiment they just are convincing themselves of that see and that's what i was doing both in order and in chaos now i'm in a position where i'm just there is no effort anymore i'm just here and here, right now, whatever feels right, whatever my brain calculates, that's what I go with. That's what I go with. And there was this moment of, because <sighs> I don't have to try. It's like going to work. I could name 20 things I don't like about American capitalism. But it doesn't change the fact that I know I'm in a position, uh, I'm in the position where as long as I'm working 40 hours a week, I can live the life that I want to live. I can travel. I can move to the state that I want to live in. I can experience new cultures, new areas of America, get my passport, uh, travel overseas. And that's really all I wanted to do with my life. That's all I've ever wanted to do with my life. And um, working 40 hours a week, even under the conditions that I, on my previous podcast, I've pointed out, which I still believe are accurate, but are, are th does that change the fact that it's, me working 40 hours a week is still not as bad as all the good I get for, for working 40 hours a week. So what I realized is that I found balance in the middle of the world of chaos and in the, in the middle of the world of um, order. 
And this is what the yin-yang teaches. There's nothing that I'm saying that's new. This isn't new information, but it is one thing to capture it so firmly that you can re you can retell it. Um, and this is the first point in my life where I, I really believe that I can retell, I can actually share what those concepts mean because I've got a grasp of them. So I really feel good. I, I'm in a good position in my life right now because I'm ready. And we got a stimulus coming. That's just that's a bonus from the fucking universe because. I don't have a, like George Carlin, I don't have a stake in where America's going. See, I, I haven't stopped the rebellious side. I still, there's a lot of things that are fucking disgusting to me about America. Like, I fucking hate it. But I'm not going to let that bother me. Fuck that. That has nothing to do with me. doesn't matter. Okay, I've already, I have one kid, and he was taken from me. Maybe later I'll have a relationship with him. But I don't care where the school system goes. I don't care where the fucking politics go. Maybe if it comes to a point where they ask me what my vote is, I'll cast my vote. But I recognize that I'm a drop in the ocean. I'm not going to change the waves. I'm not going to change the direction of the wind. That's, there's no need for me to, to, uh, to, 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 to try to grab that. That's where the stress comes from is when you try to hold on to it, take it too seriously. But then if you let go and you flow with the river, then you now have the energy of the river with you. You see what I'm saying? So me going to work, that's just letting go and floating down the river. All I have to do is wake up. It requires minor discipline. I wake up, I go to work, and I do what's expected of me. And I just don't rock that boat. That's it. What was happening was is I was trying to outsmart the system. And I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable enough. I'm not competent enough. Some people might be to where they can, they can get through their life by trying to outsmart it. They might have been born rich. So they have enough money to fall back on in case their experiment goes wrong. My experiments were on the basis of my fucking life. And the only reason I was willing to take them was because um, I don't believe that I'm afraid of death any longer. I mean, I, I came toe-to-toe -to -toe with suicide and realized there's still an instinct in me to survive. So I went with that. But anyways, what I'm getting at is the, the effort to try to become this image of what you think you want might be the wrong way to approach life. But here and now, today, you are who you are, and you're going where you're going. Maybe put some dirt aside for the long term. I mean, I believe in accumulating savings just for, just because. Because it doesn't disrupt your present that much, and it might help you in the future. But I would say don't get so far caught up in your savings that when a trip comes along that allows you to invigorately to, to live life in an vigorous way now that you would say no to because you would rather have a savings 10 years later. See what I'm saying? So you have to find a balance, and that's been said time and time again in this culture. But what I'm saying is, like, it's not just about finding a balance because someone said that they're a life coach and they say you need to find a balance. It's about discovering the nature of who you are, who your flame is, what way it burns, what makes it brighter, and what suppresses it. And then positioning yourself in the environment using the liberties and the freedoms we have in America so that your flame will burn the most fulfilling, the most appropriately. Um, and that's what I'm on the route to doing. So I just felt like recording this because uh, in, in, in light of my recent podcast. So anyways, plus I'm getting to work. So that's all.